Hello and welcome to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast. This week we're going to cover part one of Safety Basics and next week is part two of Safety Basics. So it's good to be safe because it's good to be alive. So what we're going to cover this time is the NEC, that's the National Electrical Code. We're going to talk about too much current on a wire and that can get hot and that's a lot of what the NEC is about. We're going to talk about OSHA, which stands for the Occupational Safety and Health Administration. And those are rules that are written for employees. We're going to talk about the NFPA. That's the National Fire Protection Association, and they write the National Electrical Code. We're going to talk about battery bank locations, the AHJ. That stands for the Authority Having Jurisdiction. We're going to talk about NABSEP. We are going to cover hydrogen and ventilation with lead-acid batteries, which are kind of going out of style because lithium is moving fast. We're going to talk about guarding live parts with battery banks. We're going to look at working spaces around electrical equipment. That's in NEC 110.26. We're going to cover panel boards. That means a main service panel or a sub-panel also known as a load center. We're gonna cover PPE, which is personal protective equipment. Some types of PPE would include fall protection, arc fault protection, skylights, ergonomics, staging, and we're gonna talk about preventing lumbar disc injuries. That means don't bend and twist while you're lifting, especially with heavy stuff. Even though it feels all right, all of a sudden one wrong twist and boom, you're not feeling too good for the rest of your life. Don't want that to happen. Then there is voltmeter testing. You want to test your voltmeter to make sure it works before you trust it. And other types of safety equipment would include first aid kits and eye wash stations. Yes, that's right. Eyes are good. Also, if you want to find out more, get NABSEP certified. The best place to go is solarsean.com. Now on with the show. Safety basics. Safety, the National Electric Code put out by the National Fire Protection Association, and it is published for fire safety. These are pretty much the rules that we have when we install solar for installing it right for the installation. If you wanted to learn a lot more about the NEC, it's super complicated. We're going to comply with the rules for the NEC, but we're not going to dive deep into the NEC because that's advanced PV. And so too much current on a wire can start a fire. A wire, a conductor, is typically copper with an insulation around it. And as you put more electrons through that copper, there's only so much room and it can heat up a little bit. And how much will it heat up? depends on how much you try to send through, how many of those electrons you try to send through. That's called current measured in amps. Also depends on the condition where the wire is, if it's in a hot place, if it's in a place where there's not airflow and so on and so forth like that. Also, the insulation around the wire, if it's a good insulation, that means it can take more heat before it could start a fire, potentially. It could take more electrons going through there. That's what the NEC is a lot about. It's a lot about all these electrons and where they're going and how much you can fit on a wire and voltage, which makes a spark and current, which is flow. And we're gonna get deep into that in the next section. This is safety. Safety is so exciting. We're gonna make it as exciting as possible here and talk about OSHA next. Occupational Health and Safety Administration, OSHA. These are the people that determine safety according to actually occupational. So this is really for employees. So if you wanted to be technical about it, you could be like, well, I'm not the employee. I own this business. And then you could go kill yourself legally, but don't do it. 
and do all the safety requirements, even if you are not an employee. But that's where people could get into big trouble is if their employees are not doing the safe things. And I know people that have had employees that got killed and that's not good for the employer besides being in big trouble and having tons of paperwork. They have guilt for the rest of their lives for these people. Even if it wasn't really their fault, sometimes it's a fluke, but they still feel pretty bad that somebody that they knew that had a family is no longer with us. So let's pay attention to some of this OSHA stuff. And also all the OSHA stuff that you ever want to know is for free. Just go Google it on the website and you can find all kinds of OSHA stuff there. I wish the NEC was for free. It's usually about $100. You could actually get it from the NFPA website and you can look at it for free, but you have to sign in and you can't download it on your computer and it gets more difficult there. It used to be for free on archive.org. I got one of those copies. Also, I paid for it, the big bucks. Battery bank locations. Sometimes the NEC is vague and it's left up to the interpretation of what we call the authority having jurisdiction, the AHJ. And that might be something too that you might see on the NAPSEP exam too, is they talk about the AHJ, the authority having jurisdiction. So they are the city, the county, whoever says this is a good installation. Sometimes it could even be the utility, but typically we're thinking the inspector and the building department for the AHJ. So it says in the code that you should have sufficient ventilation. What do they mean by sufficient? It's up to them to decide. Some people might have little computer fans blowing out their battery banks. Some other people might have a hole at the top of their battery box where the hydrogen gas, that's what happens when you overcharge a battery, can escape and hydrogen's lighter than the rest of the air, so it goes up. And so it's showing you just like the NEC. So we would say National Electric Code, Article 480, Section 480.9 and 480.9a is ventilation. That's how you look at the NEC there. Then also another vague thing says live parts. And so that's tops of your batteries and the places where you hook the cables and conductors up to the batteries. And it just says guarding. So you should guard them. And it says shall comply also with 110.27. We're not gonna go to 110.27. Then also working space. And so the space around your equipment. And this actually says it should comply with 110.26 of the National Electric Code. This is a part of the code too that a lot of people look at and it just tells you how much space you need. And one of the things that I've noticed is in some states, the AHJs, that means the building departments and things, are making people put little signs by their panel boards. Panel board is also a name for a sub panel or a main service panel that says that you can't pile up junk within three feet of the panel board. It doesn't say junk, but you get what I'm saying. And so they're complying with table 11026A1. And personal protective equipment, that's something that you should know. PPE, they also call it. And it's just the stuff that protects you. Personal protective equipment, PPE. Fall protection is the biggest one. It's the leading cause of death in the construction industry. And then there's other types of personal protective equipment, such as eye protection, especially if you're working around batteries, eye protection is a good idea. Ear protection, if you're working with something loud, so like if you are driving piles into the ground for a giant ground mount system, which is actually really common for the bigger solar systems, you would need ear protection, loud motors, things like that, banging things. Arc flash protection is for arc flashes, it's a big release of electric energy all at once. And they can get shiny. We're gonna show you some more of this coming up here too. So arc flash protection, gloves, 
course, hard hats, Class B's electrical, and you want to wear shoes when you're working. Certain disconnects are made not to be opened. Open means off in the electric industry. They should not be opened under load. So that's when there's current going through it. Just for instance, you can have a fuse in a combiner box, let's say. Combiner box is where all your PV off your circuits come and they connect together and then they have less wires coming out. But if you don't turn off the system and then you just pop out one fuse, it can burn up across there. What you have to do is turn off another place first and then take it apart. Even like the modules up on the roof. The modules up on the roof, if the system's going and you disconnect them, it will arc and that would be sparks jumping across. And I have some people that, that got arc flashed or you know pictures and videos of people that got arc flashed that didn't die. They just look terrible. And you know what comes out of this is like x-rays and all kinds of stuff. It's like there's all this energy and then there's like metal and then it just evaporates. And so it goes from metal to like gas pretty much. And it's a big explosion and x-rays and all kinds of nasty stuff all over the place. They look like they had like the worst sunburn and their head is swollen double of what it usually is. So arc flashes are bad. Avoid them by wearing spacesuits because you can get four times hotter than the sun. So it's safer to go to the sun. Talking about solar energy, definitely can kill you. It can get you for feet and all that stuff. And if you're bored, check out arc flashes on YouTube. So now what we do is we have information from the California Department of Public Health about some people that died doing solar. And so it was a guy that hit a high voltage line with a solar rail. And so that killed him. And so he completed the circuit somehow. And that could be high voltage on those lines. And so high voltage means that it can come through you really quick and hard and be really bad. And then what kills somebody when this happens? Is it the shock or the fall? And I would bet that it's the fall. But does it matter? Because he probably wasn't living too good of a life midair after that shock. But usually it's the fall that kills you, especially when you're up high. When you're working on a roof, be really extra careful. Don't walk backwards on the roof. I know for my friends at Solar City, they say that they are very careful with fall protection now. And they have safety talks and they dedicate safety talks and everything. So just be careful. Don't walk backwards on the roof and wear fall protection at all times. There's another thing that happened. And so somebody fell into a skylight. So a skylight is a false sense of security. You're walking across a roof. You see something that looks solid and it's all old cracked plastic that all it takes. You just try to sit down or take a step on it and you go right through it. I've actually even heard of somebody falling through a skylight and killing the person that they landed on. That's bad luck to have a a skylight guy fall through a skylight and land on you, but it's probably more likely than winning the lottery, one and a half billion dollars or whatever they're giving away right now. And one time a guy that was in my class, so he was a guy that was a project manager for actually was the biggest project in the world. But when the guy fell through and got killed, they called in this big time project manager guy and they got rid of the old one. And so he came in and put out the fires, made sure that they did everything right. So nobody else would get killed. And the guy was walking across the roof with two modules on his shoulder all day long. So all he did is walk there, walk back, walk there, walk back all day long. And he just got comfortable, took one wrong step, went through the skylight and that got rid of him. Safety, lifting, staging, ergonomics, all that kind of stuff. Let's talk about this now. Let me give you an example too, like staging. It's not even all about safety too. I mean, finishing a job early is good about staging. And just in different industries, like if you are working on a rock quarry, when I was a kid, I used to, my dad had a rock quarry. 
you try to bring the bucket and not dump a piece of you don't like take some dirt dump it takes it to pick it up again dump it pick it up you try to do it all at once like the least amount of times picking it up that also goes for carrying solar modules around a job you don't want to like pick up a module set it down pick it up set it down in all these different places you want to do that as least amount of times possible and that goes for everything too even cleaning your house you want to do it with the least amount of steps as possible and then also for ergonomics one of the things that's really important for not hurting your back, blowing out a disc, is don't bend and twist at the same time. So it's okay to twist, it's okay to bend, but if you do both of those at the same time, maybe you're young and you can get away with it until all of a sudden one day you're doing it and pop, or it could be over time, and all of a sudden you have shooting pain down your leg, weakness in your foot, tingling, sharp pains, all that kind of stuff it's not good so just don't bend and twist at the same time even though maybe you can get away with it for a while it will catch up to you guaranteed and planning in advance especially for large projects especially when you have lots of employees too you want to document have a big safety plan especially if somebody gets hurt they're going to want to come and see your safety plan and you want to also make sure you have good equipment voltmeters that work test your equipment too and even speaking of that if you have a voltmeter you want to test your meter before you trust it. Make sure that thing works. Test it on something that you know is live. And then when you see that needle moving, then you can make sure that you know that meter works. Also, safety stations, first aid kits, eye wash stations, so on and so forth. Thanks for listening to Sean White's Solar and Energy Storage Podcast. This was PV Safety Basics Part 1, and next week will be PV Safety Basics Part 2. To find out more, go to solarsean.com.